Medic 43, District 1, Engine 51, Response, Cardiac Arrest. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another edition of the MCHD Paramedic Podcast. It's Dr. Casey Patrick, and today I'd like to bring you a quick uh, TXA update. Specifically, I want to discuss the CALPAT study recently published out of Southern California. But before we get going into the study details, just a real quick TXA review. Uh, TXA being tranexamic acid. How does TXA work? Uh, we discussed this before on the podcast, but TXA blocks fibrin clot breakdown. It blocks plasminogen from breaking down fibrin. It's not pro-clotting, it's anti-clot lysis. Who do we target uh, for TXA administration here at MCHD? We target our adult trauma activations, hemorrhagic shock patients presumed with systolic blood pressures less than 90. A key exclusionary criteria here for us at MCHD is a time of onset or time of trauma greater than three hours um, from our arrival. In all TXA studies, uh, these folks have negative outcomes uh, when given TXA. What evidence do we have in trauma? We discussed matters and crash in the initial podcast. A couple more recent studies from Germany and from Japan have come out discussing TXA use in trauma. But when we left off back in the spring, our, ta- our, t- our final take was, was that TXA has mortality benefit in severe trauma patients, hemorrhagic shock trauma patients with minimal side effects. But it, you know, we kind of left it with the point that it'd be nice to have some data more applicable to our patient population here at MCHD. Matters being a military study uh, from Afghanistan crash, multi-country, developing country study without developed trauma systems like we have here in the U.S. So why are we discussing the CALPAT study today or the California pre-hospital administration of TXA? Uh, because it, it's the first EMS TXA study that I'm aware of uh, released from North America. So who was involved? Uh, The paper is by Niki et al. uh, from the Western Journal of Emergency Medicine. Uh, What did they do? They did a prospective observational cohort study. Uh, The cohort of patients they studied were trauma patients who got TXA. When did they do it? They did it between March of 2015 and July of 2017. And where? Again, in three uh, Southern California counties. How did they perform the study? They looked at mortality. Uh, We talk a lot about patient-centered outcomes here at MCHD, and mortality being the the most important patient-centered outcome uh, we can think of. They looked at mortality at one day, two days, and 28 days as the primary outcome from over 700 trauma patients who were transported by 30 different EMS services to level one, level two trauma centers there in Southern California. They tracked multiple other secondary outcomes, uh, transfusion product administration, ICU, hospital length of stay, multiple others. What we're really concerned about is, can we give TXA to our patients and is it gonna help us uh, save lives? So what did they find? Well, the most, or at least the the initial point uh, that's important for us from an EMS standpoint is how long from the injury uh, to TXA, TXA administration uh, was was that interval in the study, and it was 30 minutes. So, again, this is the whole uh, impetus for EMS administration of the drug is it's thought of as being earlier, the better. So the quicker we can get it to patients on scene, the better outcomes we're going to see. Primary endpoint was mortality. What did they see as far as mortality? At 28 days, uh, the mortality rate was 3.6% in the TXA group versus 8.3% in similar trauma patients not receiving TXA. So pretty impressive uh, decrease in mortality in the TXA group. 
What's more interesting is if you took the sicker portion of those trauma patients as evidenced by increasing need for transfusion. So they divided that out in patients who needed over 10 units of pack cells. The mortality benefit was even more pronounced. So in other words, the sicker the patients were, the more pronounced the effect was, the benefit was from TXA. For those that received over 10 units of blood, the mortality rate in TXA patients was 8.5% versus over 20%, 23.2% for those that did not get TXA. Again, primary endpoint we're most concerned about is mortality, but if you delve into their secondary endpoints, the TXA patients also got less blood products and had shorter ICU and hospital lengths of stays as well. So I don't wanna get into a discussion of study types, but there were some questions and some, some issues that we have to address with the study. Our goal in the hierarchy or our sort of a top tier a gold standard for evidence-based medicine is the randomized uh, double-blinded study. It's difficult. These are difficult to do in an EMS setting. We could talk for days about why. But in the end, they didn't compare randomized groups. So the doctors and the paramedics and the trauma surgeons weren't blinded, the patients weren't blinded, and and the groups weren't randomized. So were the results that we saw in the study variations from effects other than the TXA? Was it because of, you know, Variations in trauma services, variations in the pre-hospital services, variations before arrival, after arrival to the hospital. It's, it's difficult to say for sure. Secondly, how did they get, if they didn't randomize their groups, how did they get their comparison groups? So where did the non-TXA patients come from? Well, basically, they used a tool called propensity score matching, and it's fancy stats tool that I don't fully understand. But they picked retrospectively, again, after the fact, They picked patients arriving at these three hospitals from these multiple EMS services who did not receive TXA, but who were severe trauma patients. And they matched those to age, sex, uh, ISS scores, you know, basically the severity of their trauma. They matched those to individual patients in their study that got TXA. So again, not that it makes the study invalid. It's just something to be aware of, uh, when we take into account the the pros and the cons, the good and the bad. For us specifically here at MCHD, another issue worth pointing out is that 35 to 65, so 35% blunt, 65% penetrating trauma. So the ratio of blunt to penetrating really doesn't match what we see here in Montgomery County exactly, as we see more blunt trauma as opposed to penetrating. Again, theirs was 35% blunt trauma and 65% penetrating. So does TXA have the same benefit in blunt and penetrating trauma? Uh, we don't have the data to say that you know, specifically at this point. Side effects, another issue I think we have to mention before we finish the discussion of the paper up. What are the side effects that we're most concerned about with TXA? And that's increasing thromboembolic events. They did mention two additional neuro events in the TXA group. Uh, one of which was thought to be from fat emboli. It was an elderly patient with multiple long bone fractures. And again, when you break multiple long bones, the fatty part of the bone marrow can be dispersed into the bloodstream and cause embolic events. And that's, that was the neurosurgeon's final diagnosis on that patient. Uh, there was a, a second additional neuro event in the TXA group in a young patient uh, with severe, severe injuries. It happened uh, quite a distance, uh, 40 hours plus from the time of the initial trauma, uh, the patient experienced stroke-like symptoms 
and expired fairly quickly after the onset of those symptoms. Uh, the treating physicians felt as though that it was high likelihood that the patient had carotid vertebral artery dissection, uh, carotid or vertebral artery dissection, causing those symptoms. But unfortunately, autopsy was unable to be, unable to be performed. CT angiogram was unable, unable to be performed. So we don't really know for sure. From my standpoint, I feel as though we should still fall back on multiple studies across disciplines we discussed in the initial podcast that demonstrated uh, safety and no increase in thromboembolic events for TXA. Uh, kudos to the uh, investigators for, I think, being very clear and, and upfront with the potential side effect events there, I feel like the chances of those being from uh, TXA, as the authors did, is very, very low. Not zero, but extremely low. So again, kudos to the, to the investigators, to uh, Dr. Niki and the others uh, for releasing the first uh, North American EMS TXA study. Uh, what's, the, what's the take home from it? The mortality at 28, day, 28 days significantly decreased in major trauma patients who got TXA. And if you carve out the super sick trauma patients, those that got massive transfusions, you had even a greater uh, benefit from receiving TXA. No obvious side effects differences were seen. Um, so what's this, what's this remind us? What's the purpose of the discussion today is to keep, this, keep TXA in our front burner when we're caring for sick trauma patients here at MCHD. And what are indications? Systolic less than 90 plus a trauma activation, i.e. hemorrhagic shock, one gram IV TXA given slowly. And that about wraps us up for today. Again, this is Dr. Casey Patrick bringing you the MCHD Paramedic Podcast. If you have questions or concerns, please uh, shoot us a line at the podcast email, and we'll talk to everyone again soon. This podcast was brought to you by the Montgomery County Hospital District, Texas. Production and editing by Andrew Adams. Questions or comments, which are always welcome, can be sent to podcast at mchd-tx.org. Make sure to subscribe above to keep updated to all our future casts. Music, copyright, Kevin McLeod, and Competech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.